How does the DMCC work for the coffee industry? I mean, number one is we're trying to relocate the roots that are here. Today, 30 to 40%, if we only look at the peninsula, yeah? Yep. Of the Arabian Peninsula today, and the coffee that goes in, and even if we look at Africa today, yeah? Right. Now, if we look at the peninsula, if we look at the UAE, you know, 30 to 40% of all the coffee that's here is not from origin, green. Where is it from? It's not from origin. That's what I can say. It comes from Europe. It comes from other traders, big trading houses. Yeah? And, and, And this is a fact. And anyone can go and dig up these facts, you know, be my guest. This episode is proudly brought to you by Mapper Forwards Workshop. It's time to become a coffee consultant. Learn how to diversify your revenue streams and create freedom from your day job while saying goodbye to that alarm clock forever by becoming a consultant within the coffee industry or directly to consumers who have shifted towards home brewing and home roasting. Protect your income from challenging times in the coffee value chain by taking this course today. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for details. Powered by DXB Live and World of Coffee Dubai, Mapper Forward is proud to be the official podcast partner of World of Coffee Dubai in 2024 for a second year in a row. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode, I don't know which of a 15-part series. It's the third day. It is our most jam-packed day, and I have to say, of all the conversations that we are having on the podcast here at World of Coffee Dubai, This is the conversation that I have been waiting for. You guys know we ask ourselves the question, what does success look like? This conversation is a conversation that has been a year in the making. And there are a few people that I respect in the coffee industry as much as I respect you. Uh, So I'm deeply honored to welcome Saeed Al-Swedi onto the podcast from the DMCC. You are someone that I look up to in the way, not only the role that you occupy in the supply chain, but in the way that you do business. You have an open heart, you have an open mind, and you set an intention and you follow it through. So welcome to the podcast. I finally get to say <laughs> that. Shukran, shukran, shukran. Shukran. I'm very honored and privileged really to be part of this. Thank you for saying it's that. It's been, been, been a year, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, not, not that I don't want to be here. I wanted to be here right, since yesterday. I know. You know, but you know, things made it happen to come today. <laughs> I'm here. So, Said, why don't you help people understand why I think you're the king of coffee? Like, okay, that, that's, you know, that, uh, I don't walk around with crowns and everything. Yeah, but, You uh, don't, <laughs> but, but you're not the one who's calling you that. Like, so, I get to see a, okay. a side of you that's different to what everybody okay. else gets to see. So, go ahead and help um, people know what you do. Okay, so l- let's start on, 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 on what and who I work with, yeah, you know, let's do so that. big picture. So I pu- pu- yeah. put the settings in, yeah? So I work with a place called the MCC, yeah? The MCC is, is one of the largest free zones in the world. Yeah. And, and, and we have and host over 24,000 companies from all over the world yeah. in all kinds of industries. Now, the MCC stands for a Dubai multi-commodity center. Now, with that being said, we deal with a lot of commodities. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with the hard commodities, not the hard to, right? but the hard <laughs> commodities as we call them. So we have diamonds, we have gold, we have 
you know, uh, precious metals, yep. uh, for example. Yeah. And, and just to give you a tone, like, you know, on what we, what we move and how we work. Yeah. So in the diamond field and industry, you know, yes, with coffee, diamond and coffee, a lot of, a lot of countries have these together, by yeah. the way. So when we talk about the diamond industry, the trade of the world's rough diamond industry, the UAE is the number one position where this gets traded, that commodity. Globally. Globally. We are the number one rough diamond trading hub in the world wow. as DMCC. And this reflects in my country. Yeah. And my city as well. There's a lot so of my bling. country <laughs> is number one in rough diamond trading through DMCC. Wow. Yeah. And to go even further, like you know, when we talk about, like, you know, if you go to Africa, Zimbabwe, the entirety production of what comes out of Zimbabwe in terms of diamonds goes directly to DMCC. Wow. The entire. Entire. Okay. Yeah. So this is, you know, and, and, you know, this is from the hard commodity set. Now, I'm director of agriculture commodities for DMCC. I look after the tea and coffee. Um, so I'll start before we talk to coffee. Yeah. Like, you know, we have to start with tea. <laughs> well, I'm an Australian, so, so I'm happy uh, to yeah. start there. So, so you know, uh, with Australia being said, like, you know, we are the largest exporter of tea in the world wow. as a country. And this is due to TMCC. Isn't that wild? The <laughs> desert, a country in the desert is yeah. the largest exporter of, cof- of tea in the world. Yes. So with that being said, you're from Australia. So the best, you know, without going into names, the number one selling black tea, you know, uh, that comes in a bag, that, that black tea bag uh, that sells in Australia comes out of DMCC. It's wild. Yeah? So this is, this is what we do in the world, yeah? Now, before I get into coffee and you say king of coffee, you have to understand there's a king of commodities. Yeah? King of commodities. I <laughs> like is, being which corrected. Is, which is our, <laughs> like, you know, which is our, like, you know, the chairman who, who, is, who put a vision for this. Yeah. You know, before I even set foot in this place. Right. Honestly. Yeah. So, like, you know, and, and truthfully, you know, there's a whole vision set to put a tea center. You're talking the tea center is 17 years old today well and people i don't think that they usually when i talk to people about the dmcc they're like well like how big is it like what does it look like i'm like you can't you can't quantify it in words you have to see it why don't you help people understand (laughs) what that looks like so so yeah so i i just like you know to 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 put the right kind of scene so i mean this whole vision set was was put in a long while back you know and and we work also with the infrastructure from dubai that we're based on now we go to the coffee center Coffee Center was established in 2019, uh-huh. soft launch in 2019, and then, like, you know, COVID came just right after. That must have been very helpful. Well, like, you know, <laughs> it was helpful, yes. So it was one of the very few places that were working right. 24-7 in Dubai. Because, because coffee you know, still needed to move. Of course, yeah. It was, yeah, I mean, exactly. coffee I mean, coffee became more in demand during the pandemic than it ever had. Yeah, so, like, you know, people started experimenting and seeing what's in their cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. So like it is, it's a lot of coffee. What can we do with coffee? You saw all these like making these foam coffees and everything. All of these kind of trends Dalgona, happened. wasn't it? Yeah, Was yeah, that yeah, Dal- yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I mean, the, all of these trends came out of like, you know, the lockdown. And uh, like, you know, is one, one, one biggest win for coffee happened through lockdown when we, when we, since we're talking on the subject, the biggest one, one of the biggest one is a lot of people found out you can make exceptionally good coffee 
and in your home mm-hmm. so this drove another set of demand of of of, of, of home coffee consume con- consumers and, and consumption in a whole different kind of way and you see even today like you know uh, in this uh, exhibition today there's a lot of machines and 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 tools to make you know uh, to elevate your coffee experience at home yeah, yeah we've got the hoop here yeah um that we're brewing on we can't believe it like we can't believe how easy and straightforward it is amazing but, but because you think like we've innovated like you can, how many brewers can there be that is very new right like how far can it go are we innovating in micro you know micro doses with this but the hoop really does feel very different and i'm not somebody who cares that much about that stuff but really people are very impressed by yeah. by how it's going i mean i mean we've we've seen like you know from from aeropress from the hoop now uh, yeah. you know uh, uh, aeropress was was invented by an engineer yeah, yeah who wanted like you know constant like you know so engineers are coming into like you, you have and this is usually how Innovation. innovation comes in is like you know, people outside of the industry would come and innovate and, and, and find you different kind of ways uh, for that. Yeah. Uh, going back to the, the, the coffee center, like, you know, after after COVID and, and you know, uh, and the scene here also in the UAE that happened with Expo 2020, where we had like, you know, uh, uh, all the coffee belt was here. Yeah. So with that, a lot of information was passed on, like, you know, to showcase what the DMCC has to offer. Now, the DMCC has to offer what we can do different from anybody else, anywhere in the world, actually, in terms of coffee. Yeah. Number one, we're a government entity. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So, number one, again, because we're a government entity, we are not just any other government. Yeah. We work with the guy who literally has the number one plate on his car. He literally is number one, right? It is number one, yeah. <laughs> and to set the scene for all of that, not just a setting scene, but I mean, he drives us to make go into number one, yeah. So with that, to make sure that we are on top of the game on anything that we do, since we are a representative and of the Dubai government, mm-hmm. and as a uh, that means that we have to always achieve number one in everything that we do. Now, with that being said you won't find any trader that can go talk to ministers go to like you know uh, you know diplomats, uh, heads of states, yeah. diplomats you name it no one has that access except for us now what we do with that access is you know um, something that you you talked about a lot in your podcast before mm. is like you know we all know that it's the number one traded commodity outside of oil yeah and the reason is there are so many traders in the middle that you know uh, are, are are disrupting they're not what they're disrupting is the price end factor that goes back to the farmer right yeah? so all these diplomats all of these uh, organizations that we talk to heads of states that we talk to and all of these diplomats that we talk to all around the world they want to cut short the coffee movement so number one it gets traded in a fair manner where mainly the country and the farmer therefore gets a better cut from everything else so this is something that we can do that we are doing that no one else in the world can do and no one else in the world can even touch or come close to this kind of like you know organization 
Just today, we're working with a, like, you know, the Rwandan, um, uh, today we had a cupping with the Rwandan um, uh, Coffee Association uh, called Question Coffee. They represent 50,000 women farmers. Wow. Yeah, and they had a cupping here, and we had their ambassador come in yesterday and today. So, like, you know, just to showcase, like, you know, the importance of the role that we do that goes back to them. You have to remember that, like, you know, on average, Less than 1% of that $1 that you pay for that cup, you know, goes back to the farmer. Yeah. So we've, we've, we've worked with farmers directly, and this 1% can go up to 30%. And wow. that's Yes, and that, that can go if you eliminate half of the traders, yeah? You can, you can raise this by 15%. If you eliminate almost all the traders in the middle and you have them able to direct trade to the end user, and this can happen through DMCC, and it does happen through DMCC, you can go, you know, some farmers make less than half a percent. Right. So if they're at the half percent mark and they go up to 30, that's, that's a life changing. 100% increase goes directly to the pocket of the farmer. How, tell people how, and I get this question a lot, and now that you're here, I can just tell people to listen to it in your words how does the dmcc work for the coffee industry i mean number one is we're trying to relocate the roots that are here today 30 to 40 percent if we only look at the peninsula yeah yeah of the arabian peninsula today and the coffee that goes in and even if we look at africa today yeah? right now if we look at the peninsula if we look at the uae yeah and, and, you know 30 to 40 percent of all the coffee that's here is not from origin, green. Where is it from? It's not from origin. That's what I can say. It comes from Europe. It comes from other traders, big trading houses. Yeah? And, and, and this is a fact. And anyone can go and dig up these facts, you know, be my guest. You know? Okay. And these are public facts, you know? So, like, and, and, and uh, this is happening not just here. So, you have also, if you go into Africa, you have African origins going to Europe, going to, like, you know, uh, to store there where all these traders buy them, you know, future buy them future, with future trade and everything. And then they have to go back and like, you know, whether for roasted format or in even sometimes green format up to North Africa. So right. out of Africa and back from Africa again to be like, you know, value added. So let me just make sure I understand that. It leaves Africa, goes to Europe and then comes back to the DMCC. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, it got, comes back in the peninsula as a whole, even. Like, you know, if, if you, you, like, you know, the majority, in, in a lot of cases right now, we mainly talk about speciality coffee in this. Right. You know, we're not looking at instant coffee. We're not looking at capsules. We're not looking at, like, you know, all this uh, horeca, the, 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 the coffee that you have in your hotel room or, like, you know, uh, like in, 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 in restaurants and this. Where is this coffee from? Right. Yeah. So, like, you know, all of these origins... You know, they're not European origins, yeah, but they're European brands. In some cases, you have green. If when we talk about green, we're talking 30% of the green that comes into the peninsula here, whether the UAE, whether it's Oman, whether it's Saudi Arabia, 30% of the green yeah. unroasted coffee comes not from origin. That's wild. Yes, that's a real fact. Now, how can... Now, number one, look at the carbon footprint that happens with yeah. that. Yeah. So imagine, like, you know, we're literally, like, you know, hours away 
ship-wise even, from anything moving out of like Ethiopia or mm. Kenya. So it's right here. it will go and like, you know, it will go to a different kind of route and, and like, you know, now, even if you if, if we talk about like, you know, you had a you had a uh, like, you know, uh, uh, just before uh, uh, I saw a Yemeni producer here. Yes. Yeah? So we have some Yemeni coffee that comes to us from the UK and comes from us. We're on the peninsula and comes from 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 the United States. It's just here. Exactly. So, yeah. So, if the DMCC is a port that coffee naturally comes into, people can buy a spot from well, here. Well, technically, we are on, on a port. You are so, on a port. So, outside of, of when, when, like, you know, the, the entirety of DMCC yeah. uh, as an organization, it's in uh, located in Jumeirah Lake Towers, right. which is, like, you know, a free zone by itself. But uh, us, as as the uh, coffee center and tea center, we are situated on the Mina Jabal Ali port, which is the major port. Now, with the situation of us on the port, here is where we can manufacture and move to the world where it has very little touch points when it comes down to weather green, you know? So we have to forget the world is not just speciality coffee. Yeah? Oh, I think I'm there's sorry. a lot of people. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm the person with my <laughs> so, eyes wide but, open. Yeah, so but there's some people who yeah. uh, just had their heart broken by what I, you just I said. I mean, but <laughs> also in reality, uh, the, yeah, the yeah. consumption is, is growing, yeah? So there's no better place for you to get like, you know, two, three, five origins, six origins from a single place, you know, that had like, you know, uh, you know, short distances, even like, you know, uh, which I'll get into short distances that, you know, you can you can uh, that come to us and then goes to like, you know, uh, final destination. So tell me if. And folks, just for clarity's sake, this is not an ad for the DMCC. Mm -hmm. I'm just a big fan of Said. I'm a big fan of people who build shit really well. So <laughs> this is why I'm I'm bringing this to light. So help me understand. If somebody says, I want a container of coffee, yes. but I want to have multiple origins yes. in that container. Yeah, which always happens. Right. Yeah. The DMCC is a place where, you can where they that. can achieve that. Yeah. The DMCC doesn't, you, you aren't the person who... Like who buys that coffee. Right, correct. Or sells that coffee. Right. And yes. that, so that's something that I want yes. people to understand. So we don't want, we do not You're buy not it. The right. We're not the trader. We do not buy it. We do not sell it. You're the, the we, warehouse. We, yeah. So we help. We, so number one, our warehousing solutions, logistical solutions, help all of these coffees come here. Yeah. So that's one thing. Now, so like, you know, that's one part of, of, of the whole story. Yeah. So... When we're talking only green, all of these places, even if you're speciality, mm -hmm. you don't want just, okay, I want this Colombian geisha, you know, and I want this Ethiopian geisha from Geisha Village, and, right. and, and yeah, you know, uh, you say, okay, I want like, you know, these, imagine like, you know, you, you, you want five, you want 15, you want 50. Yeah. You know, so this is the large supermarket where you can, That's you know, exactly you know, the way to put like it, you know, a spot coffee supermarket. So you put, put them into one container and you will go out. So all the coffee that's here under, like, you know, the world of coffee today here in, in Dubai uh, and in the region, majority of it, without getting into the numbers, majority of it saw some, like, you know, uh, saw some time frame 
probably in our warehouse. It kissed the warehouse a little yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it said hi and like, you know, we passed by. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that is, that is definitely for sure. Okay. Because, you know, when we, and we accommodate as a center, really, we accommodate for everybody. So all the biggest players in the world of coffee, all the biggest, biggest player, when we, like, you know, without getting into names again, all the biggest players work with us. And all the new, new players and small players also work with us. I'll give a real example. Uh, I'll give a real example. Like, so, so we have, we have a, a, a company from Colombia who wanted only to work on speciality, really high-end speciality coffee from Colombia. Okay. Yeah? And they opened with us. And they started bringing these small shipments from Colombia to us. And they put up a shop also in Singapore. Now, their coffee, they have over 2,000 clients around Singapore. And I'm talking Hong Kong, and I'm talking, like, you know, uh, Taiwan, and I'm talking, like, you know, uh, 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 Malaysia even. So all of the speciality, high-end Colombian coffee that's being consumed there, all of it almost comes from our center. And she deals with, like, you know, high-end, like, you know, so we made this for her. Like, you know, as Dubai created this kind of thing for her. And these are the, the, the success that makes us happy to make, like, you know, to, to make the route for commercial, for speciality, have a different kind of way. Now, she's been able to sustain all the farmers in the back end on a different way as well. Yeah. Since she's a single trader, ex-farmer, so she knows the pain, she knows the everything. All her coffees have been, like, you know, on a constant high and this is very hard to find where you get you know they say like you know this is the yield of this year and this year and then you go buy the same coffee and it's not the same no so you know so this is how we like you know and this is just we're talking green and not talking on the rest of the you know the services that we have outside of even green that we provide also that no one else provides yeah so we go what if, if so a lot of us also they see us as like you know whether competition or that but really we are just enablers for the industry in this region and beyond there's a big dubai vision and this is the same thing 17 years ago everybody in the tea said like you know they're gonna go and they're going into our business and they're like you know oh really yeah, so right, even in thing. tea they say they said the same thing same thing yeah the dmcc competing with us yes 17 okay. years down the line today you know it's a whole different scene yeah so number one we're making like you know so for for our center to be able to put a brand from the uk yeah to to make it establish proper footprint in australia through dubai you cannot do this anywhere else no yeah? you can't and no one else also now you cannot do this anywhere else that's number one number two Anybody who said that we are competition to them couldn't do this as well. No. Because you have to be, number one, you have to be, you know, unassociated and also unbranded. Yeah. You know, to, to, to be able to do that. Otherwise, you're going to go and compete with your competition. Because if I, if I am a white labeler and I have a brand mm -hmm. and I make a brand, and I see that brand, what he's doing, what's his blend, what's his roasting technique. And then I see his client, you know, mm. and then I might get greedy and yep. like, you know, take that away from him. And then I don't become a white laborer for him. Right. So th that's that's also dangerous. I want to don't want to be in that situation now from the white labeling side. Yeah. 
we have equipment almost exclusive to us in terms of diversity. Yeah. So, like, you know, we have packing machines for single serve that are almost exclusive to us. Not exclusive, but I mean, very, very few. Now, if you want to pack, let's say you want to pack. Yeah. yeah. How much would you have to invest exactly. for you to, to, to go and, and, and have you like, you know, you want to make some capsules? Your barrier to entry is different. Yeah. I mean, you and Noah nerd out about this yes, stuff yes. in a really great way. But you have a different access to the market than what he has. And the barrier to entry for you is different because you're operating at a different level. Yes. And from what he and I have spoken about, it's the idea that what you're trying to do is to create um, a, a co-op of sorts. Like you're creating the means for other people to have access to this equipment without having to buy it themselves. Yes. Your members do that. So, I mean, the, the whole thing of movement of, of commodities, this is something that I think just because the diversity of, of um, uh, the coffee scene here is where everybody sees us as a threat and still not seeing the big picture, you know? And if you go to big picture, what Dubai does today in Africa, yeah, let's not talk about coffee a little bit. <laughs> but today in Africa, the majority of all consumer electronics that are in Africa yeah. are traded in Dubai. Okay. Mobile phones, computers. What percentage? The majority of them? Majority. You know, really? I can, I can go into percentage, you'll be really? shocked. I, I swear, you can. So, telephones, yeah? Yeah. Uh, personal computers, printers, inks, all of this gets traded here. here, through here. So movement of, 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 if we go to small printers, yeah, the movement of printers that come to Dubai overwhelm the numbers that like you know, go almost to the entirety of Africa because all of it gets traded here for a lot of reasons. When we go into vehicles, yeah, I've, I've, I've been to one country, like, you know, I don't want to mention by name, 100%. You can go look, you know, for people who like to go research, you know, you can please go ahead. 100% of all their vehicles, all of their vehicles that are in that country are from Dubai. 100%. I mean, I'm not even surprised. So we, we create that route. Now, these are through our, these are through a lot of infrastructure that's built by Dubai and the bigger Dubai that people don't see. Yeah. Now, I wanted to go back to something I brought up a little bit earlier, you know, when we talk about Brazil. Yeah. Now, Brazil is the largest producer trader. in the world. Okay, producer in the world. They're the largest exporter as well. Yeah. yeah? So, when we, when we look into that, you know, and, and we were talking about, like, you know, the carbon, and everybody's going to say, what carbon footprint are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Coffee from Brazil has to come from Brazil and to do that and, and, and. Yeah. Right. So one thing people don't know, like, you know, Brazil, 80% of the entire 75, 76 to 83% of all their production leaves one port in Brazil, and that's the port of Santos. Okay. Okay. Now, DP World owns and manages the port of Santos. That's a direct, direct route from Santos to Jabal Ali. Wow. Yeah. So that route we can have access to, we can move and we can, like, you know, all of these kind of things, like, you know, uh, to add value to it. Yeah? So this is how we can add value to, like, you know, coffee, whether it's from the central, like, you know, uh, uh, from central, uh, from South America to, like, you know, places like Papua New Guinea and, 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 and Kona and this where 
uh, a lot of we're into discussion with a lot of these like you know from Jamaica where the 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 coffee that's from there so yes it's very nice but it's overpriced due to the fact of shipping nothing else because the number one it's there's not a lot of consolidation that happens yeah so for for uh, uh, for Jamaica Brew Mountain for example uh, the the uh, almost the entire industry of the coffee industry in Japan they consolidated to buy like you know uh, uh, the majority of uh, Jamaica Blue Mountain coffee to go to Japan and then it will be distributed amongst to make it cheaper for them to get that coffee so they worked together yeah so this kind of thing mm. changes the shipping cr- prices the price of the coffee and, and and we want to do that here you know uh, on that scale as well where it, where like you know now if i want jamaica blue mountain most likely i have to go to japan to get it no why <laughs> really like you know like but we want to do the same thing but for the world as well yeah, yeah, yeah? so yeah. where we can we can it can be a more of a world setting Tell me, how accessible is it for someone, let's say, in Cleveland? If someone in Cleveland wanted to, they're a, they're a medium-sized roaster. They are growing, and they do maybe one container, two containers a year. Okay. And they want to start growing their offerings. Like, how accessible are the services of the DMCC to somebody who's listening to this okay. and is saying, "This could actually work for me"? Like, how realistic is it? Okay, I'll give you a realistic. Okay. From a real member with us, yeah. Okay. We have a member, not from Cleveland, from um, from Alabama. Okay. In the south. I know you like the south. Ah, yeah, I'm, I'm a southern boy. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, so from the south, we have a company, American company from from, and they have uh, today they have four roasteries. Yeah. Around Alabama and and two coffee shops. Okay. So they used to trade a little bit in coffee, and then they. They used to travel and stop by Dubai, and they heard about the DMCC, and they came. So I'll tell you what they do that can be replicated very easily in Cleveland. Okay. Yeah? Although, like, you know, not, not s- uh, south, you know, but they're, they're, <laughs> we, they're we good people, too. We won't hold that too. against they're, them. <laughs> they're good people, too, yeah. So, so what they do is they bring, all, they, they bring all the coffee that they buy directly... Th- from their previous trade to yep. us, uh, and that accounts for around uh, 40% of, of the blends that they do, and they buy 60% through the members that are under our roof. Wow. And they blend all their coffee here in our center as green, and they ship it out as green. So when it goes to the United States, yeah, yeah it goes to Alabama, mm-hmm. it's already pre-blended, it's checked, it's uh, debris-free, you name it, they just roasted there wow no one knows their origins no one so their their touch points are there so and no one can do this on earth literally other than the dmcc yeah so yeah other than no one so these are like you know this is a real example uh, of of of, uh, like you know uh, that's done there as well so uh, and and this is green how many containers are we talking about are we talking about they move around two containers per month i say Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they they're moving some quantity. Yeah, they move a proper and, quantity. And is there like a, a, a minimum? Like if there was a roaster, obviously we're not looking at roasters who were doing one bag a month. But what, what kind of 
size are you looking at at Arosa who wants to start taking coffee out of the DMCC? So, like, you know, we are in a in a uh, gated free zone, yeah? So there are some restrictions in terms of quantity of green. Okay. Yeah? So um, uh, this is uh, uh, a little bit of challenge for smaller roasters here and inside the UAE. Right, yeah? on the mainland. Uh, in the mainland. Because if you, uh, as rules today, would they, I mean, this is something that we're talking up with our ministries as well and trying mm-hmm. to find solutions so we can be and maintain these kind of things for, for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we move, like, you know, if you move one bag or you move 1,000 bags, uh, you know, in, in different you know, they'll all account at the same, like you'll have to pay the same fee. Yeah, so we're it's kind quite of talking licensing so fees yeah. and business setup fees, etc. Yeah. Et so like, you know, uh, uh, no, but I mean, taking that bag out, just like a singular or two bags out, yeah. uh, is kind of challenging because uh, number one, we want to showcase, like, you know, uh, to the ministry and to the uh, regulators here in the UAE, as speciality coffee is not the same as, like, right. you know, we're not talking about like containers worth of coffee. Yeah, yeah mess. Last year, like, you know, uh, uh, the 2021, like, you know, but moving it outside of the UAE is a very different story where we can, like, you know, we, we have different options yeah. for, for people to do. But inside the UAE, like, you know, there's no minimum per se, but it's very hard to, like, you know, to, to split that bag format that we came up with. Right. So, uh, like, you know, uh, we're working on solutions for our local, like, uh, uh, roastery consumptions for these speciality that goes under one bag. Okay. Yeah? So it doesn't become expensive for them. But like, you know, there's no minimum or maximum. These are the kind of the things that restricts us. For the roasting part, if somebody wants to roast from minimum to maximum, like, you know, we almost like are, are, are open because we are made and we were made to accommodate everybody and the coffee, like, you know, size wise. From the like you know, from the small to the large. So like you know, from from the value added, no, there's no. Way. And just to be clear, like to let people know, you roast, you package, yes. you drip bags, capsules. Drip bags, capsules, drip bags, and seven formats: tea bags. Co- I'm sorry, coffee bags, that look like tea bags. The steeped bags. Yeah. So like you know, we have steeped bags. We have we have one-time use V60, single wow. single-use uh, machines. Uh, so w- one time use you want to make a proper v60 it opens up in a v60 cone i can't wait to see yeah. this we're coming on thursday so, to see yeah. it so we have a, we have a vertical like you know a drip back format we have a, a horizontal drip back format no one has so we have some companies uh, from europe from italy who roast their coffee in italy and they bring it to us for packaging because we have certain packaging like you know machinery no one has so, right. so we have we have a very wide we have over twenty five formats of end products that we can we can make in terms of value addition at our like you know center, at almost any size like you know we accommodate from smaller sizes to everything, you know, uh, for and the world. I mean, if you talk about empowerment, that all sounds like as the coffee industry shifting, more solutions are going to be needed to be made available to people. Yes to figure out how they can pivot as I, I think that the next two years are going to be incredibly volatile. Providing options for people is going to be what's important. Also, there we haven't even touched on um, the tax side of things, the tax-free things that come with a free zone, etc., etc. We're going to have to get you back on the podcast sure to talk about that, inshallah. Sure, inshallah we'll see inshallah, how that goes. Inshallah. Thank you very much. Very I can't welcome. believe we finally got there. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Would you do us the honor of signing off this episode for us? You know what we sign off everything with, don't you? Peace, love, and peanut butter.
Peace, love, and... Peace, love, and peanut butter. No, it should be peace, love, and chunky peanut butter. <laughs> 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 oh, you, you just made me even happier than I thought you could. Crunchy peanut butter is the only peanut butter anybody should be consuming. Peace, love and peanut butter, everybody. If you want to get in contact with the DMCC, check the show notes and or get in contact with us. I'll put you in contact with the man. Peanut butter. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Sage. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, friends. Please don't forget to show us some love by subscribing, liking, commenting, and most of all, sharing this podcast with your friends. Check the show notes for links, including our sponsors and our Patreon. And stay tuned for more great conversations on the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward.